With us today, the day before Christmas, is Michael Kulias, a Wall Street Journal reporter that's very much concerned about what's going on in our automobile industry and what's going on with electric vehicles. And it's my concern, too, but of course, I don't believe it's efficient for our country and our uh, consumers. Michael, uh, Merry Christmas. Uh, tell us what the heck is going on in the automobile industry. Well, thanks, John. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, so it's an interesting time right now. I think over the last two or three years, there was a ton of enthusiasm, consumer interest in electric cars. All the car companies, you know, partly because Tesla has had a lot of success and their stock has um, shot up so much over the last five years that, you know, they all were racing to, to put electric cars out. Um, they sold, you know, the ones that were able to get them out, sold a lot of them. There was big wait lists. People were selling, you know, companies were selling them five, ten thousand dollars $10,000 above sticker price. But what we've seen in the last six months is a big deceleration of that sales growth. Sales are still up. They're going to be up almost 50% this year in the U.S., but that's down from 70% last year. And so I think what's going on is, you know, a lot of the early adopters have already gotten their cars, uh, and now you, the companies have to reach more of a mainstream buyer. And I think a lot of those people have some hesitancy around whether or not an electric car makes sense for them and for their lifestyle. I've been negative on General Motors because uh, uh, our, the, our, the chairwoman there has been pushing electric cars a, a great deal. And uh, the fact is that uh, they've lost a ton of money on electric cars. They've lost, the, they lost money on the new union contract. And now they, also, they, they upped the dividend. How do you up a dividend when you're losing money? Yeah, GM's an interesting story right now. So it's kind of like you have to sort of look at it in, in two buckets. One is the, the just the core car-making part of the business, you know, Chevy Tahoes and, and Cadillacs and, and uh, GMC Yukons, all that stuff GM's doing really well with. Their, their costs are down. Their profits are way up. Um, they've got, had really strong pricing, as most car companies have since, the pandemic because there's been, you know, some supply chain shortages, the chip crisis and all that. And so the pricing has been really strong. And for years now, Mary Barr is at her 10 year mark as CEO. And she really has a track record of profitability at that company, roughly double what they were making before she always hits her quarterly numbers. So that part of the business is throwing off a ton of cash. Everything's running really well on that side. It's, it's the growth initiatives that she's put in place, the electric vehicles, and they've got a, a pretty ambitious driverless car program based out in San Francisco. Both of those have, have had a lot of trouble. Like you said, yes, they're losing money on EVs. Most traditional car makers are. You know, They say that eventually once they get to scale these things and actually are pumping out a lot of them, that the profits will come. But for right now, it's messy. It's losing money. It's it can be a growth business for them if they and she feels like they can catch Tesla at some point, but it hasn't gone smoothly because GM was one of the first big car companies to really move in this direction. And the last two years, they've had trouble even getting these things out of the factory, and some of their competitors have had more success with that. So, yeah, it's a bit of like it's kind of two stories with with GM right now. Uh, with the Ford, uh, Jim Farley took one of his. Uh, 
cars out for a ride. One of his, uh, what was it, the uh, the 150? Uh, and he was shocked by the performance, and he was shocked by the non-performance. And uh, since then, they have reversed course. Yeah, well, Ford's kind of in the same boat. I mean, they so Ford under Jim Farley, you know, he came in. He's a real car guy, and you know, he races cars, and and so he loves, you know, he loves the product, and he's always, you know, test driving things. And and they they had they had a they made a lot of noise with the F one fifty Lightning when it came out a year and a half ago, kind of middle of twenty twenty two. Uh, you know, Jimmy Fallon was promoting it and, you know, it got, it got a lot of play and sales were strong. They've since started to backtrack also. They're, they're pulling back on some of their EV investments. They're, they're going to, um, I think, cut their planned production of that lightning in half next year. And they're seeing some of the same things. I think initially a lot of people were excited about it. Um, there's, there are people who are really happy with it. There are other people I've seen on social media where it's like, well, if I, you know, if I tow this thing up, a, if I tow a boat up a mountain pass, I'm going to I'm gonna be out of range by the time I get to the top or it's going to be really low. And so the trucks aren't, you know, an electric truck's not going to do the same kind of things as a gas powered truck. So depending on what you need it for, you know, it might not be the right choice. And so I think all this stuff is playing out in the market and the companies are trying to adjust and I think what they're finding is that this is going to be messier and take longer maybe than they initially thought, although they're not giving up on it. They've, they've got tens of billions invested in this stuff right now. Yeah, it's hard to take a $10 billion write-off. Uh, what else would you like to tell the average consumer? Would you buy an electric car? So, listen, I, so about a year ago I went to buy a car. I considered an electric, and I went with a hybrid instead. And – my reasoning was I live in Ann Arbor, Michigan. I commute to Detroit. It's about 45 miles. I'd probably be okay, but then the occasional trip to Chicago to see my, to see my family, you know, there's, you got to think pretty hard about that, right? Like you've you got to figure out where the char- where you're going to charge it, and you got to build an extra time. And that's assuming everything goes right, because sometimes you get to one of these chargers and they don't work very well. So, I think what I tell people is it kind of depends on your situation. If you've got, if if you've got a place to charge, you know, a nice garage where you can put install a charger. Which if almost anyone who buys an electric car, that's what they do. They have a charger at their house where they charge overnight. They get a full charge. I mean, if that's the case, and you have another car that you can take when you need to go on that four-hour road trip or whatever it is, you can you can live a normal life and be perfectly happy in an electric car. Avoid going to the gas station. You save money. The things are fun to drive. You can commute. You know, run the kids to practice, do errands. You're totally fine. It's the people who have to rely on just one car. That electric car is their only car. And if they have to go on a road trip, it becomes an adventure. And so, you know, it's, it's, still, not, it's, it's still not for everybody. And I think a lot of people are going to give it pause because of that charging infrastructure problem. Michael Colliers, thank you. Merry Christmas, and we'll talk to you again in the new year. Thanks for having me on, John. Merry Christmas to you, too. Merry Christmas. Thank you.